Uh, okay, so right now we haven't uh, figured out pricing yet. Uh, oh, so are you guys uh, pre, but, pre-revenue? Uh, yeah, pre-revenue. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Fani Sama. He's one of the founders of BIP.so. Prior to BIP, he founded RedBus.com, the, world lar- the world's largest online bus ticketing company with operations in six countries and sales of over a billion dollars. After exiting that company, he co-founded another one and worked for government as a, as, and worked for the government as a chief innovative officer for the government of Telangana, India. He's also a young global leader, YGL, the World Economic Forum, and has received the Fortune 40 Under 40 Award twice. He serves on the board of T-Works, India's largest har- hardware prototyping center, but again, today focused on BIPSO, which is a workspace for build-in-public teams. Fani, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, yes. Thanks, Nathan. Okay. <laughs> but, so what does, what does workspace mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, so it's a space, uh, uh, it's a document and task management tool. I see. Okay, got it. So folks are, and is it for a specific team, engineers, marketers, or everybody? It's for everybody. Uh, Everybody. It's for people building together. It's for the team. Yeah. Okay. And so walk me through, you have a lot of experience with pricing because of your bus company, over a billion dollars in sales. So how do you price BIPSO? Is it per seat or something else? Okay, so basically BIP is a social workspace. So what we are uh, doing is, I mean, basically we're building it for the future of work. And uh, we think that the future of work is changing rapidly. Uh, until now, people used, people build as teams, full-time employees. But in future, people also engage outsiders, freelancers, uh, because the best ideas are outside uh, outside the team. And uh, people outside are also willing to engage in different uh, companies. So BIP actually is a tool that enables that to happen. Uh, So how it makes that happen is, uh, uh, let's take, we have a workspace like Notion. Uh, On BIP selectively, I mean, BIP is like Notion. It it, it has documents and it has uh, task management. But uh, Fani, my question question was on pricing. So so what do you you charge on average per month? Uh, Okay, so right now we haven't uh, figured out pricing yet. Uh, So are you guys uh, pre-revenue? Uh, yeah, pre-revenue. But what okay. I wanted to say is the pricing uh, cannot be per uh, seat because it engages a larger audience. Uh, so it probably won't be per seat. Understood. Uh, so well, let's yeah. walk through the process of building a waitlist and building demand, right? Before I do that, though, obviously your pre-revenue, how much of your own money have you invested so far in the company? So we have a burden of about 20K per month. So I would have spent about uh, less than 200K uh, so far. Yeah. Does that make you nervous spending, you know, 200k before before you have your first customer? No, no, no. Because we are seeing some good adoption. We're seeing uh, 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 traction. Uh, and what does that mean? Organic... How, do you, how do you measure adoption? Uh, so the number of uh, users coming in and uh, starting their uh, workspace uh, on web. So we're finding very good traction in the web three space because uh, that's how the work happens in web three. Web three uh, products are built as communities. Uh, 
uh, and BIP enables uh, co- collaborating in a community. So what is BIP is, uh, think of BIP as a Notion workspace. Well, well, funny, sorry, I don't want to go back. We've explained yeah. the product already. So we'll okay. go back to that in a second. But I want to go back to this adoption concept. You say you measure adoption based off number of users coming in and starting their own workspace. So in the past 30 yes. days in September, how many new users have come in? Yeah, we have about 100, uh, 100 workspaces created. And, and are, is, that, is it a one-to-one ratio of a workspace to a person or do you have thousands of people in those 100 workspaces? Yeah, we have thousands of people in a workspace. Okay. So 100 yeah. workspaces were created just in September. Yes. Amazing. And how many total yeah. workspaces created to date? So totally, we have about uh, 3,000 workspaces. Uh, but I would say that uh, uh, we have a retention of about 10%. So out of this 100, we'd expect uh, like uh, 10 of them to be very active uh, going forward. How do you define very active? Uh, so they shift all of their workspace from another to like a Notion or Google Docs onto BIP. So BIP becomes their primary source of truth. Yeah, so but how do you measure their... that? How do you know if someone is using it as their primary source? So is it number of documents customers? moved over? Yeah, number of documents, uh, activity, and we also talk to customers because it's a small number. Uh, we, 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 well, talk to them and... we don't have customers yet, so there's no customers to talk to, but you're talking to okay. users who are signing up. My, my question is a yes. lot of times people will think activation is tied to one metric and then they learn, you know what, actually our users are using us in a totally different way. Our activation metric should be this other thing. So why, why do you believe your activation metric is number of documents moved over from Google drive to BIP? It's not the number of documents. Uh, we look at it as uh, becoming their primary uh, yeah, but place. Funny. How do you measure documents? that? Primary, that's that's not a number. How do you measure something becoming the primary workspace? Yeah, so they create documents here, the new documents. Uh, see, earlier they would have document in a Google uh, Drive, and from there they would copy and paste here. But uh, they stop creating on Google Drive. They start creating only on it. How do you know they stopped creating on Google Drive? Yeah, because there's a continuous creation of documents. So they they create maybe one, two documents a week. And we also talk to such customers, I mean, such users who are creating that. And But uh, someone could create one or two documents per week on BIP and still be creating 10 documents per week on Google Drive. How do you know if they've stopped using Google Drive or not? Yeah, we talk to them. We talk to... uh, You've talked to all 3,000 workspaces. No, no, out of which maybe 300 is what we talk to, because as we see that they're using repeatedly, that's where uh, we engage with them. Okay, but by repeated usage, what you mean is they're creating at least one document per week for many weeks. Is that like, what is that metric? Yeah. Yeah. One one or two documents is what they create per week. And then we talk to such engaged users and we learn that this is their primary workspace now. Okay. So, so you're when you say that you signed up a hundred new folks in September workspaces and you believe that you have 10% retention, 10% will be very active. Your definition of very active is they create one to two documents per week for at least what three or four weeks. Is that accurate? Yes. And okay. this is becoming their permanent workspace. Yeah. True. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so how do you, um what when you look at your power users? It, what your your most your the user that created the most documents over the past three days? How many documents did that workspace create? Okay, so what happens is uh, initially uh, 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 when uh, it, I think document creation lifecycle is also it is front ended. So, for example, uh, one of our uh, active users probably has like three hundred documents, but most of them are created in their first 
like six months of usage and uh, because that's when they're ideating when, when they create a new product they're ideating they're creating marketing plans they're creating uh, pro- product uh, prds and etc and all that but over time it reduces a bit and then the task management thing takes off the kanban boards and etc and all that that is almost a daily repetitive uh, mm-hmm. thing okay so your most active account has created 300 documents in their workspace uh yeah usually uh, about 200 yeah true yeah true well, what do you mean what do you mean usually 200 i'm just saying your most active account has 300 documents created ha huh, I, I yeah that's true yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The reason I'm asking yeah. is when do you ask? That's your power user. If anyone's going to pay, it's that user. When do you start talking to them about pricing? Yeah. So yeah. So that we've been postponing, but uh, we can't postpone it uh, for long. Uh, yeah. We need to figure that out soon. Uh, the only thing is we are figuring out if there is an inno- innovative way to price. Uh, we know that it's not going to be per seat uh, per user because uh, each community is large. Uh, but uh, we are uh, we are thinking on one direction. We're thinking, okay, if there is um, uh, bounties, because we cater to Web three communities and there are bounties, so we're thinking, hey, uh, can we take a percentage of that bounty that is uh, placed uh, using them? So that mm-hmm. is one thing that we are exploring, and hence we have not really jumped in into pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Well, what if you launch this though? And this most active customer says, I'm not willing to pay that. Then it's bad luck. Uh, then we need to figure it out. Uh, again. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is like, why are you waiting? I, I just don't understand. Why are you waiting so long? You've already put two hundred thousand dollars of your own money in this thing. What's taking so long to figure out if people are willing to pay for it? Yeah, I think yeah, we need to we need to try that out soon. Yeah, no, I no, no I'm not asking. Yeah. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just <laughs> asking, what's the business reason that you haven't brought that pricing question up yet? There's there's a reason you haven't. Yeah. So the reason is this. I mean, uh, we. We, I mean, until now, we've only been building product. Uh, we're always falling short of uh, bandwidth to build product. So it just needs bandwidth. I think it's the bandwidth uh, problem. And Why we told ourselves that- problem though? I mean, you're working on this full time, right? Yeah, yeah. I and uh, we, we are 10 of us working on this full time, but uh, there are all these other features that we need to build. We need to ha- get uh, feature parity with, uh, uh, with, let's say, Notion because our customers move from Notion and they ask these feature parity and et cetera. So we're spending a lot of time on the product. Uh, yeah, but, but how yeah, do you balance that? Also... If you wait to launch pricing until you match Notion's product, you're never going to, I mean, you're never going to catch up because Notion has more engineers than you do. Yeah, that's true. But uh, at least the major features, I mean, I, uh, I can't say we'll have all the features, but uh, uh, the major ones. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I my, agree. my point I mean... the space is like, there's the, the closest comp to this is smart suite. 
right? I, I'm, I'm close with John. And he said, Nathan, we can't launch until we have all the features that ClickUp has, which is kind of in the same space that you're in. Well, Fani, he spent $1.5 million of his own money on the MVP, right? Be- before, before, like before he launched pricing, he spent another $6 million of his own money before he had his first customer. So like, are you ready to spend 7.5 million bucks to keep chasing feature parity with Notion before you have your first paying customer? Hmm. Yeah. No, no, I think, uh, no, I think we'll, we, we, we'll hurry up. Uh, we, we have to do that. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you already have an inclination that you might price around a, a bug bounty, like basically a percent of the bounty. What do you, how does this user respond when you, when you pitch that to them? See, uh, uh, right now, uh, basically, most of our users are Web3 users, and uh, they uh, pay using their own tokens. Yeah, out of the treasury, uh, Their right? project tokens, and they're generous with those tokens uh, because they mint their own tokens. Uh, so they're fine uh, to pay as a percentage of their tokens. Uh, but we have to think, uh, how do we convert the tokens into uh, USD soon and at what value and things like that? Uh, so it it is a little more... Uh, involved thought process. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have not jumped into pricing yet. Well, how do you, how do you though deal with the volatility in crypto markets? I mean, everyone's treasuries today, yeah. if they're tied to fiat, you know, they're like, they're way, way down 80, 90%. No one wants to give out bounties right now because it's extremely expensive. You know, it's dilutive long-term in terms of the total token pool. So, yeah, I mean, is this just a thing where you don't have a real business no. until crypto takes off again? No, uh, we can, so basically when the token price goes down, I mean, we will peg our price on their USD. I mean, uh, it's just that they have to pay more tokens uh, to catch up with that pricing. Uh, and for us to uh, de-risk ourselves from the volatility, we need to convert their tokens into USD quickly enough. Uh, but we need to figure out that whole thing uh, before we jump in into that side. Uh, but uh, I, but these Web3 customers, because they're moving from Notion uh, they're also equally okay to pay a SaaS pricing, uh, but they would love if it is uh, if it's uh, uh, if it's a tokenized thing because there's utility for their token and things like that. Uh, I understand, but back yeah, to my question, yeah. right? Let's say there's there's Token X, right? A company that you're selling to is Token X, right? And they've mm-hmm. got a treasury with a thousand tokens in it, yeah. right? And they need they need an engineer to do some work, and they need to pay that engineer for one hour, and that engineer charges a hundred dollars an hour. Right for a hundred bucks, they used to be able to just give him two tokens as the bounty. Well, now mm-hmm. with everything devalued, they have to give him twenty tokens for the mm-hmm. same hour of work, the same hundred dollars. Twenty yeah. tokens out of the total thousand available is way more dilutive than two tokens out of the total thousand available. That's what I mean. How do you deal with volatility in the crypto markets like this? No one's going to want to issue tokens like this right now because it's very dilutive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, but I think, uh, uh, I, I mean, at least uh, the conversations that we've had, people are okay to give uh, uh, the 20 tokens because they made their own tokens. Uh, yeah, but it's just I'm like the federal government concerns. printing its own money. Then you have inflation. You can make a bunch of tokens you want, but it's going to devalue the token. The market's going to go. They're just going to keep making their own tokens. This token's bullshit. Yeah, but that's a compulsion. I mean, even the non-Web3 companies, right? I mean, today, given the funding winter, they're all diluting more. For the same $5 million, they have to dilute more. So -hmm. it's not that uh, it is different uh, in Web2. So Mm -hmm. it's a cost that uh, everybody is paying today. 
Well, no, I mean, Web yeah. 2, they're using other sources of capital. There's debt, right? There's no version of debt for crypto. But the debt I know in this market uh, is uh, will also be expensive. <laughs> uh, well, no, right? it's I mean, not. I, mean, I, run, I run a $150 million debt fund, so I'm pretty familiar with the pricing. And I can tell you, it's, it's, it's relative to the equity dilution. It's not bad at all. I don't know that that same instrument exists for Web 3 treasuries. I don't think treasuries have a backstop. Right, there's no debt. You can't take debt out against your treasury. Uh, from what, at least that's I don't know. Maybe you know something that I don't. Uh, yeah, in this market, uh, uh, I mean, all those fancy, uh, fancy things have stopped. Uh, it is, it is. Uh, well, that's what I'm trying uh, to get to. Though, why cautious. tie your price? Yeah. Why tie your pricing to something that is so volatile? Why not just charge a SaaS fee and be done with it? <sighs> Yeah, that's an option, but uh, yeah, we also want to figure out if there's an innovative uh, way, uh, uh, innovative way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you, it, the human thing is all about uh, making progress that way, right? I mean, make uh, take a chance uh, uh, and see if that works. Uh, but that is one part of our uh, business. I mean, BIP stands for Build in Public. We we are not we did not build this for Web three. Uh, it's just that actually we built it as a workspace for people who are building in public because people who are building in public, uh, our uh, assumption is, uh, our hypothesis is that people who are building in public also want to expose their workspace uh, so that uh, uh, people who are following them uh, have full context of that uh, project. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's how we started building social workspaces. But while we're building and showing it to the building public, uh, we found good traction in DAOs. Uh, you know, in the last uh, uh, 15 uh, months, I mean, DAOs and Web3 was big. So we we saw initial traction there. So most of our customers now happen to be from Web3. Uh, yeah, you don't have, you you don't have any customers make... yet. I don't want to use the word customers because uh, okay, it misguides my audience. You, don't have, you're, you are trying to figure out how to get people to pay for what you've built, something you've already sunk $200,000 of your own money in. Yeah, that's, yeah, we can say so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we're we're rooting for you. I'm pushing you hard here because I want to see you make a lot of money. Uh, but in the meantime, no, no, do that, do that. <laughs> yeah, need that. I mean, if you, if it is capital, we have VCs do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, in the meantime, let's wrap yeah. up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, it's uh, Atlas Shrugged. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or uh, studying? Yeah, uh, it's uh, Girish of uh, Fresh Desk, uh, Fresh Words. Yep, good, yeah. good guy. Um, number yeah. three, what's your favorite online tool for building BIP besides your own? Okay, Figma. Yeah. Number <laughs> doing four, how many hours? How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, I get seven hours. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, <laughs> single, kids? I married two kids. Two kids, yeah. very good. And how how old are you? Uh, I'm forty two. Forty two. Last question: something you wish you knew when you were twenty. <sighs> that uh, uh, marketing and sales is as important as innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, my previous startup was uh, innovation and we got a lot of word of mouth. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I wish. Uh, I mean, I would have built a lot of expertise in sales and marketing if I knew this in 20s. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Bip.so started building about a year ago. They've got 3,000 workplaces created. About 10% of them are active, which means they're creating documents every week. Bip is a workspace for communities, specifically focused on DAOs early on, but really for any communities that are building in public. They're burning $20,000 per month right now. Fani's put in over two, almost 200000 bucks of his own money, hoping to get pricing figured out here in the next couple of months so they can start building that monthly recurring revenue. Bonnie, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much.